This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Purpose is who you are when you dig deep and connect with your inner self, that truest part of your soul that only you know. It's your unique skills, personality, and talents. It's the unique way you think, make decisions, and process thoughts. It's those things that drive you towards certain behaviors, words, and decisions. When you are your truest self, your best self, your easiest self, your most fulfilling self, your proudest self. We each have a unique purpose. I believe that we're created intentionally and that our uniqueness suits us. It benefits us, and we are each capable of using our uniqueness in the world to impact others. Our purpose is our meaning. Our purpose is our significance. Valeria interviews Dr. Tammy Ogren. She is the author of Discover Your Purpose, Be the You You're Meant to Be. Dr. Tammy Ogren is a multifaceted professional, renowned as a life coach, business consultant, professor, and entrepreneur. With over 30 years of experience in leadership and company growth, she is committed to empowering individuals and organizations to reach their full potential. Throughout her career, Dr. Ogren has demonstrated her expertise in leading, owning, and selling various businesses, consistently driving their success and fostering strong team dynamics. Her invaluable mentorship has helped numerous business owners transform their passions, skills, and expertise into fulfilling lives that align with their personal values and visions. By emphasizing practical and application-focused strategies, she inspires individuals at all levels to recognize their potential and make meaningful contributions regardless of their background or job title. Dr. Ogren firmly believes that real organizational change occurs when everyone works together towards a shared goal. Passionate about helping individuals and organizations unlock their full potential while aligning with their personal life choices, Dr. Ogren champions the pursuit of purpose, laughter, and continuous growth. In her recently published book, Discover Your Purpose, Be the You You're Meant to Be, she candidly shares the lessons and setbacks from her own journey towards living 90% of her work in life within her unique purpose. Over the past decade, she has worked closely with over a thousand individuals, assisting them in identifying their individual purposes and developing strategies to leverage their natural strengths and uniqueness. Meet Dr. Ogren at expandwithpurpose.com. Here's the interview with Dr. Tammy Ogren. In your own words, who is Tammy Ogren? 
Hi, thank you so much for visiting with me today. I would define myself as really a lifelong learner and a coach educator. No matter what career I've been in my life, I I seek to learn and to um, really help others be better than they were yesterday. Yes, that sounds beautiful. How did you uncover this truth about yourself, Tammy? Mm, I um, just as a as a young professional in a business that went bankrupt, and we started over. I just loved learning all parts of this really small business that grew really fast. And so I just realized that everything we did from setting up accounting books to running, getting a new database created from old file folders to um, phone systems, I wanted to learn how they worked. And that was when I really started realizing I saw it. Um, I was curious about Mm. the world. Yeah, would you say that curiosity is the first step in finding our purpose? Yes. Um, oh, I would say the first step is even recognizing that it exists, mm, that, that we yeah. are just really unique beings. I spent a lot of my life emulating other people and thinking I needed to be like people I admired. And life really changed when I recognized my uniqueness works for me. And that that's just real. Yes, right. And I wonder why we do this, because that was my experience too, kind of navigating reality through the eyes of others and how it was perceived, what was expected from me, and etc. And my belief systems, of course, limiting ones from childhood. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that life has, I mean, you, you talk about this intention, design, that life has a design and we are life itself, of course, that's the way I see it. So it applies to each one of us, or this is something that is, um, it depends on our own soul's journey and our own recognition, as you said, of Mm. having a purpose. Yeah, I definitely believe that we are each created and here with intention and with uniqueness that suits us. You ask, you know, wonder why we emulate other people. I, I think as children, we're often taught that success and success being us be at our best for us to be at our best, we have to work really hard at that. And so I think we just kind of learn from very young to think about the things we're not so good at or the things that are not natural for us or not easy. And don't learn to appreciate those things that are natural and easy for us. Right. I love that message um, in your book. Mm-hmm. I love the way you say that. I, I copy and paste it. Yeah, you say, what if the reality is that we succeed when we do those things that are easiest for us, the things we are passionate about, and those things we innately know how to do, question mark. When we rest in the reality of our own authenticity, life is calmer. Life is so full of challenges, often beyond our own control or understanding. But there is definitely a peaceful presence when I am in the space that fits my uniqueness. That's just beautiful and mm-hmm. true, so, so true. And you know, it sounds very spiritual to me, I have to say. That also came to mind. What are your spiritual understandings of or views of yourself in life, Tammy? Mm. 
Yeah, that's a complex question, but I believe in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I have a pretty kind of conservative Christian background, yet I really believe that within that realm there's energy and and the spirit moves us and we can we are bigger than our physical body and that energy is impactful to other people whether we realize it or not. Yes. Is this something that you mentioned? I don't think you mentioned this in your book. Do you talk to your clients? Um, I talk to clients um, where they're at or to students where they're at. I don't ever enter a realm where I believe that only what I believe is the 100% truth. There are too many different interpretations of the same message in the world. So I feel pretty open to just the idea that whatever, I think I say this maybe in the book, but I say it a lot, whatever your God is and whatever your truth is, I just believe that it is bigger than us. And um, for me, that's God is the Holy Spirit. And it's also guides that guide me and they show up in all different forms. It could be physical forms or dreams or energy. Yes. Yeah, that's one of my... um... Uh, let's say, guiding principles, spiritual philosophies, spiritual truths that, of course, match my own understandings of life. I have been my entire life doing that. Instead of therapy, I went with spirituality and it has been an interesting path. Very Mm -hmm. interesting. You actually mentioned also, I think you defined, yeah, you defined purpose in your book. So what is purpose? And then you say, it is who you are when you dig deep and connect with your inner self. That truest part of your soul that only you know. So is that how you define the soul? This very unique, let's say, guiding force, if not values. So, but what is the soul to you, Tammy? I guess it's for me, this is interesting. I don't know that I've been asked this question. I think for me, it's the um, part of us we don't see. Um, It's not the physical being but it's our spirit or the the real combination of how we kind of think and see the world and interact in the world that's so vague i don't tend to be that kind of um vague but it's the part of us that we don't see but we know isn't that interesting because it does sound like vague as you said abstract <laughs> But it's not because we all we all experience that every day, every moment. I experience, I'm experiencing it now, and it's very real. It, it might be the only true, actually, real thing for me. It's um, what the heart is saying, the soul is saying to me. Right. It's interesting how we have learned also to ignore that voice. That's called some people call it intuition, the voice mm-hmm. of God. That's why I chose for some reason. Sometimes I even kind of reframe to use the I or whatever the body-mind is, is chose to kind of go into this um, spiritual path because it really felt true to me. You know, it's other things that I cannot see, the invisible things that are the truest to me. And that's fun, kind of uh, having a conversation about things that we cannot easily put into words. And maybe that's why for you it was not easy to define or what soul is. Right. That part of us, we're so consumed with the physical yes. being that right. that it's the, um, dig. It, when I say digging deep, it's beyond those things we're told about ourselves, that we believe about ourselves. It's the, uh, the voice inside of us. 
I do believe in intuition and gut instinct in that we know things that we can't explain we know. Right. Oh my God. Yes, a billion times (laughs) (laughs) to that truth. (laughs) Yes. And I love the way you said that, that we um, almost like we have been indoctrinated Mm -hmm. into this path of believing what we see with the eyes, the physical eyes. And that's interesting to kind of, it's it's limiting, isn't it? I I find that Mm -hmm. to be a limiting way of living. It's not even a belief because we, we do see the physical things. But it's not the entire truth. That's how I see it now. Yeah, I agree with that. What comes to mind is the idea of passion for me. For um, I struggle with that word because for me, that's very extroverted and high energy and cheerleading. And as I was on this journey, I really struggled with the idea of what I was passionate about. I'd say, I, I don't feel passionate about anything in that in that physical sense of passion. But oh my gosh, I could talk about this topic of purpose and forever. And that is what I'm passionate about. But it shows up in a really quiet um, way for me. Yes. And, and so as an example of kind of what's different about our energy or our soul versus physical is just that idea for me, that passion, I believed it to be something real kind of motivational speaker-ish yes, and not just within <laughs> us and it lights a fire and it drives us. Mm, yes, yeah, in a quiet way, calmer, peaceful, right, Tammy. I can relate to it. Although I can be cheerful in the sense of joyful and, right. and, and spontaneous in the moment, not all the time, of course, but especially when I meet other people and I have these kinds of conversations, that's mm-hmm. really like the heart opens. And then I can't help it, but have a smile <laughs> on my face and just jump around here in my chair. But that's not really passion, right? It's it's just a spontaneous, almost celebration of what is true to the heart, true to me in the moment. That's mm-hmm. what it is. And it's very calm, right? It's not, like you sound to me. You sound mm-hmm. very calm and peaceful. And you did mention that we talked briefly off record. And uh, you mentioned about, we talked about purpose and then the sense of peace that underlines kind of uh, the sense of purpose. So purpose, passion, and values, uh, they are connected, but they're not necessarily the same, right, Tammy? Correct. Our values change over our lifetime and they are what really um, are core drivers for why we do things. So at this age I'm at, I'm driven by different internal motivators than when I was 20 or 25 with young children. And so those drivers really are behind why we make decisions and why what behaviors that show up, how we spend money or our time. And when I teach about values, people sometimes struggle with that idea of narrowing it down to five core values because we feel like we ought to hold dear a core value that our parents believed or told us or other people expect from us. And so I kind of go through a, a test with people to say, how does this show up in your life? And so our values drive us and our passion is what we really care about. And we're, we're kind of connected to, in, to me, in a way of interest, I really care about that. I'm interested. I want to learn more. It's the, the, if I look around, it shows up by books on my bookshelf or, or a web browser that I've been seeking. It's the things we want to learn about. And, and our purpose 
is the combat for me, the combination of our personality and our values and our passion and our unique talents and skills. And when I pull all those together, then I can say, oh, here's some themes that go across those. And here's what that means in my life. So it sounds to me like the, there's a lot of work on self-awareness, self-discovery. Yeah, I, I think about meditation a lot of times, but I don't know if mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's really mm-hmm. needed. It was my case. But for most of us, a coach, a guide like yourself, it's enough. Because I know the value of that too. It's incredible to have almost an, an external voice saying mm-hmm. what we want to hear and we don't have the courage <laughs> to, to really say ourselves. So values and beliefs, they are similar, right? Tell me from what I understand from your explanation. Yes. Okay. So our values are um, the driver, internal drivers and I, and our beliefs, I, I guess I think of beliefs as a bigger, a broader word to incorporate not only what drives me, but what I believe about the world and uh, my place in it and myself. So they all play a, a huge role from what I see. And do you also believe, I don't want to use the word believe almost now. Do you <laughs> no, feel, fine. yeah, like feel better. Do you feel that um, even the belief systems that we adopt and the values and the things that we're interested in, which you call passion, and then that inner, uh, let's say, truth, that's purpose. Are all this somewhat connected in the sense of taking us to that place of peace, of living a meaningful life? Even the, the limiting beliefs that we have adopted, is everything connected in a way? I think they're connected. Yeah. Yes. When I went on a, the journey to so I left a job that I'd been at 27 years and I didn't want to just go find another job. That would have been easy. I really went on a journey to really own my purpose, identify what it was and find ways to work in that space. And my goal at the time was to spend 90% of my work life in only the things that are within my purpose, but I couldn't find I couldn't find anything that really helped me get there. I found theories and videos on passion or remembering your why. And I was looking for something really practical. So when I looked backwards, I realized I really looked at those four areas. And for me, they were all connected. And that led me to say, here's what I'm here in the world to do and how I naturally think and how I naturally kind of kind of do certain things. So you developed a course, actually, to help yes. yourself. And then that course helped a lot more people, a lot of people. So talk to me about that. Yes, I um, taught a weekend course for over a decade through a local college. It was a leadership course, but uh, discovering your purpose as a leader. And I always start uh, when I teach leadership or coach or do consulting um, in leadership development programs, I always start with who we are and so some of these same principles. And so I I taught that course and used different activities because weekends are long, long, grueling days in education. I <laughs> use a lot of exercises and activities when I teach. And one Saturday, I, was, I remember right where I was standing at the whiteboard and I just wrote that formula on the board 
And it all just flowed together to say those areas we've been talking about, really, you can see themes and connections when you are, are kind of in that self-awareness work. And, and the purpose just kind of came out of that in, in a more clear way. And, and so I did turn that into an online course. And I've worked with what's fascinating to me was I came into this wanting to work Um, change my work life. That was my goal. But I've worked with last year about 80 women who were retiring or retired and, and recognizing finding their purpose at a stage in life just to not say yes to everything, but to say yes to the right opportunities to spend their time in. And that was really rewarding to recognize it's not just for young people or people in work life. So, yeah, so wow, that's a very inspiring message and work you do relating to being open to life, always being open to life, even when we are, I, I believe even when we are, we are dying, losing the body, that um, there is a chance for deeper understandings and realizations, like you just mentioned about. I remember in your book too, it's never too late. Mm-hmm to find our purpose or to do something that really fulfills the heart. Because what is the point of all this, <laughs> the human mm. experience? It has to right. be that, right? Right. I mean, right. What do you feel is the main purpose of the human experience? Um, so I, um, I think connection. I think that we can't exist without connection. And we don't know what that connection leads to. I'm amazed at how impactful we are to other people, other causes that we don't even know in the moment we're connecting with someone. So connection, all things that we accomplish while we're on earth, I think comes through that really simple um, word of connecting. There's something you say in your book that caught my attention about being true to oneself. That's how I think it was a quote. Let me see. Mm. You say, I think chapter two, uh, don't play small. You say, embracing our own vulnerability allows others to be free. Right. So it's being true to ourselves, right? I mean, vulnerability to me, that's what it, it kind of translates into being true living from our own truth, not trying to hide when we are afraid, when we are we're not feeling okay, we're not feeling good. That's something that I live for too, Tammy. I absolutely believe that uh, vulnerability and connection, those are um, those are up on my whiteboard. Yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> yeah. as I'm looking at it, the, the idea that I do believe that when I also came out of leadership as a woman in, in business management and um, I think that we are somehow we somehow believe we have to be tough and strong. Mm. And I'm teaching yeah. at a women's college right now, and I I feel like that message is some is part of the reason I'm there is to teach young women that to be vulnerable in a confident way is really empowering to other people. And I do believe that when we open ourselves up, we allow other people that freedom to open up as well. And then we connect in a way we can't do when we have shields up or um, are protecting ourselves. 
Yes, uh, another billion times. Yes, mm-hmm. that truth. I feel an expansion almost, like almost immediate growth when I'm coming from that place. Like with my husband, it's not easy a lot of times because he closed the door a lot, <laughs> the shield as a man, <laughs> right. trying to be strong, trying to be this and that. So a lot of times I have to be kind of, I'm, I'm open all the time, but a lot of times it feels very, almost like uncomfortable to be in the presence of people who are kind of trying to hide or trying to be what they are not. And, that, and that's so clear to me <laughs> what they are. Right. I know you work with women. Do you also see that uh, we women have not the responsibility, I would say at some level, yeah, we are responsible for that too, to help men to do the same? Right. Absolutely. And and I have found myself in situations of, of helping women. That was not my intent at all. But I do think that I've worked with lots of men who also demonstrated vulnerabilities and we connected and worked well. But there is there is a difference, right? There's a culture tells us something different. We're made up differently. And so it's a different conversation. I had my daughter played competitive soccer and she had a competitive soccer coach when she was like middle school. And and I remember him saying, I asked why he coached women. And he said, I realize when I coach um, boys or men, I'm constantly telling them they're not quite as good as they think they are. And when I coach women or girls, I'm constantly telling them they're better than they think they are. (laughs) And so he was drawn to the idea of lifting them up instead of kind of bring, drawing them in. And, and that really stuck with me. I think that for me, that is true. Sometimes it's a very general statement, but with men and women. Right. So it's, um, we are not the same because yeah, the cultural, mm-hmm. uh, let's say beliefs it, that said, you know, Tammy, I see for women, we have this, uh, this so many, so many ideas that they are not true. Limiting beliefs, as you say in your book, there are so many mm-hmm. of them there. And then for men, they are different, right? But in, in the end, I really believe that we are all looking for one thing, one thing only, that is to be happy and to be peaceful. All of us want one thing. But because we don't, we're not aware of how our inner world works, and then we just kind of uh, almost distance ourselves from our own goal, our own a major goal in life. And that is sad to see. And I I mean, I have to I mm-hmm. say the word sad because often I get sad when I see people going through situations kind of like my husband, for example, and I can't really help him. I just can help him by being myself is the only way, not trying to, to change him because I have tried that too, of course, <laughs> for many years. Right. It didn't work. <laughs> no, that does not work. <laughs> no. So I changed right. the, yeah, I just kind of naturally changed the way of doing that. But it, sometimes it takes time, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. We have to respect people's natural kind of flow into change. It's not easy for them to change. So we can only do what we do and um, kind of... Um, watch from a distance in sadness. A lot of times I do with my family members and friends and neighbors too, mm-hmm. that we cannot have these kinds of conversations. And that's why I have this podcast because mm-hmm. I can't really right. have those conversations out there. <laughs> right. Uh, sadly. Right. Yeah. And we're all, we're all different and we can only change ourselves and so we can only impact our own. I mean, not impact. We can only change our own way of thinking or 
ourselves. We can impact and influence other people. We're each responsible for ourselves. And that took me a long, long time to feel okay, even saying that out loud. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. So is this something that women naturally or unnaturally <laughs> do? This uh, desire, this passion to change and to do the work for others. That was my case, uh, loving others even more than I loved myself. It oh. seems like it's an unnatural inclination or learned <laughs> learned belief systems. It seems to me is how do you feel about that? I mean when we're trying to um, help other people yeah change, like right yeah doing it for I, them sometimes even right right I don't know if it's if it's a, a female male trait or a personality trait or a um, the way we view the world or the way we perceive we we are valued I have maybe taken on caring for people and taking care of people and if I'm really really honest with myself is that for always for them or is it also for my need for being valued or being belonging and and then we go really deep into what's really motivating our behaviors and and Ah, true. <laughs> that was probably my case. <laughs> Beautifully said, clearly said. Yes, I can see that. Uh, me doing all the things I did for others, trying to be to be validated and to feel mm -hmm. loved because I didn't have that in childhood. So mm -hmm. yes, that makes a lot of sense, sadly. <laughs> But happily now that I know all that stuff, so I'm, I'm free from it. <laughs> uh, let's see, an open question about your book. Uh, the title of the book is Discover Your Purpose, Be the You You're Meant to Be. What was the main intention and purpose of writing this book, Tammy? Mm -hmm. As I've taught this as a course, gosh, so long, 15 yeah. years, uh -huh. I have had so many people give positive feedback or come back and say, I really changed my life. And there are a lot of testimonials I added in the book because they yes. were meaningful from yes. different um, places in people's life. And so over time, I've had this book written for many, many years and I'd go back and, and change it and perfect it. And I really just felt like it was the right time to put it out in the world and um, believe that the way I wrote it, was the way I, I talk about it and the way I teach to actually give activities and a, a path to finding your purpose and then do something with that, figure out what that means. And um, so there's lots of activities in it because like I said, I couldn't find that on my own. Yeah. So that's really why I wrote it. And you mentioned that it felt fun. Yes, and I've right. had several <laughs> people tell me that. And that was my intention because this is a deep topic. And to really, really do the work, hard work, <laughs> you kind of uh, vulnerable and self-awareness takes work and honesty and telling, hearing things we don't want to think about ourselves sometimes or finding value in things that other people have told us weren't valuable. And so it's not, it's really not an easy journey to really be who you're authentically meant to be and really identify who that is for all the good and, and the things that you think, oh gosh, <laughs> I didn't really want to know that about, realize that about myself. 
but okay, how does that serve me well? So I, I wrote it in a really fun way with some aha moments yeah. and uh-oh moments <laughs> and, um, and activities to really say, just experiment. Life is serious enough. It's hard enough. And that I say a lot, just think of your journey as an experimental laboratory <laughs> and see what works and what doesn't. It doesn't have to be so hard or so serious. Serious. <laughs> yes, we may, you mentioned right. that too off record, right? That is exactly what came to me when I was looking, just kind of going through the book. And then that caught my attention immediately, the visuals. So it, it was fun. Of mm -hmm. course, I'm, I'm very much uh, comfortable with the, um, the self-discovery, going deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. The deeper, the better, actually, for me. <laughs> me but, too. Right? Oh, my God. That's what's fun to me, the real fun. But then it's wonderful to see you making something that it is deep into something that, that can be fun, that could be fun for some of us. Finding purpose. That sounds like a, yeah, a tall order. So another question I, I have for you, Tammy, is what does it feel like when we have found our purpose? Um, for me, it's peace. And it's, uh, if I say I feel settled in to kind of who I am, I feel settled and at ease when I really recognize that. And I feel like it doesn't mean that I don't work hard. It means it's easier to do this work. And that's really my goal is to live and work in the things I'm really just uh, that are easy and peaceful. And I know they're right. That is different than finding a job. I say find your purpose and then go find where you can get provide value and be paid for that value or get even if you're not being paid in a volunteer organization, et cetera, like um, the, several of the folks that I've worked with who are retired, but you're needed. You're, why you're here is needed by someone else. So true. And the purpose doesn't change, right, Tammy? Our no. purpose, it never changes. It's always the same. I don't think so. When it's really natural, I can look back at my life and say, gosh, that's the way I thought as a teenager. I just didn't realize the depth of that meaning. Yes, that has been my case too, right? At a very young mm -hmm. age, I loved having deep conversations in the sense of getting to know the other person, not just ask, oh, you know, how is this, the, the weather today or um, <laughs> your hair? How did you get it done? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't I, have these conversations. I couldn't. Uh, and I can't even to this day. Me either. I don't do, I don't do just surface very well. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we know. Yes. And, um, you know, from according some, to some spiritual philosophies, that means that, do you believe in reincarnation that we have been here before? It's not something that I, I, um, do believe in, but I, yeah, I'll just end it there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Reincarnation, all that. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes, you know, that really, it makes me wonder why do, some people, they just, they are born differently and they are wiser than some other people, as if they had been here before. Actually, when I was sure. very young, I remember looking at myself in the mirror. I was very young. I was probably probably about six, seven. And I looked at myself. I can never forget that. And, and said, oh, you're here again in a female body now, in a girl's body. Mm. As if something in me knew that, yeah. you know, the energy yeah. was here before. So that's... um. 
Yeah. I know lots of people <laughs> who do who would yeah have a similar belief and and I I it's not something I've explored a lot. It's oh yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's fascinating. I won't go into it. That's a different yeah. podcast interview. <laughs> we almost at the end. Actually, I could talk to you forever. Obviously, so I yeah, I do have another question about the course that you um, originally that you had out there. You published. What is the name? This is the same name as the book. The same title. Yeah, yeah, the course is discovering your purpose. I think it's discovering your purpose online at uh, my website's expandwithpurpose.com. And I, I work with both individuals and um, in coaching and businesses. But the the course as an online course is available there. It's a four-week course with similar activities to the book, but it includes a, a weekly uh, Zoom live video call with me. Yes, uh, that's wonderful to know. On your podcast notes, I'll have the website and of course I'll mention the course too and the book link will be there as well. You said, I learned that I can choose what I believe about myself and I can change how I see myself in the mirror. The power of free will allows us to break free from that which binds us and stops us from fulfilling our own purpose. That's powerful too, empowering as well. And my story, at least, and I think many other people's story is we we be, we know who we are based on what people have told us about ourselves. And um, from young children and relationships, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And to peel all of that noise away and say, who am I? Who am I really? It can be really scary too. One part of the book I talk about really looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I love you to yourself and that that feels really awkward and intimidating. And so maybe you just need to start with, I like you <laughs> for something about ourselves. And we just believe what we're told or what we're rewarded for or focused on in our life. And so for me, it was really a couple of times in my life that I really kind of looked in the mirror and said, who are you? And then make a commitment to live in that space, to really own it and be proud of it. Let me say it that way. And I work with people who have a really hard time saying the things that they're good at doing because it feels arrogant and they're taught to be humble. And so we talk about what's the difference of confidence and arrogance. And humility can be a weakness as well as a strength. I usually say being kind but true. I love mm. uh, expressing my truth with kindness. And, and I can throw a little bit of sense of humor there. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? With some people when relating, because I love relationships and and relating well with others. So I would right. not try, I would not try to push, you know, my truth in a in an arrogant way, as you said. I would be humble, but in a kind way. I use kindness more than being humble. Yeah. I guess that, that goes hand in hand, perhaps. Right. You say kindness a lot. I That's struck yeah. me as well, that we can be honest and to ourselves mm. with kindness. Yes. <laughs> and laugh at ourselves rather than worry about things for, you know, weeks because we said something or did something we feel embarrassed by or wish we would have done it differently. It doesn't serve us well to continue to 
to worry about it, learn from it, laugh about it, move on. Most things we do aren't kind of taking us down. They're just a step in the journey. Ah, yes, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Tammy, for being mm. you. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, we're almost at the end. I want to mention the uh, how to identify the emotions that are aligned with a specific belief, a specific belief. And you have, um, I think you have this called the emotion wheel, I believe. Yes. I have, yeah, you have that there. Uh, I have seen that before, but wow, that has a lot of details in there. All kinds of emotions. Do you want to um, explain how that works as well uh, for a moment, Tammy? I am certified in emotional intelligence uh, coaching, and I, I am drawn to that idea of understanding our emotions because they serve us well, but they can also take us down into a cycle and the kind of the self cycle we get into with our thoughts and our emotions. So. I can write a whole book about um, our emotions and how to use them, how to, um, one, recognize what we're feeling. So that's why I put it added, the emotion wheel. It's used in lots of ways. And this is just one version of it that I put in the book. But to even recognize what we're feeling beyond this, the big seven categories of sad, mad, and fear love, joy, surprise, to go deeper changes our conversation. So I'll give you an example. I was mad at my boyfriend for something that I felt like I asked you to do this and you didn't do it. So I'm feeling anger. And so I pull my emotion out. I carry it with me all the time, by the way, pull it out. And I'm processing, why am I so, what am I really feeling? Because anger is just such a big word. There's lots of things. When I looked at the wheel, you you see so many emotions on it. What I was really feeling was disrespect when I really thought, oh, well now, okay, he didn't not do that because he disrespects me. Just And when we talk about it, we have a different conversation than if I'm mad and I can't really understand why I'm mad. I don't, did I explain that well? Yes. So it is, again, going deeper into it. Right? Yes, we, we deep. Can, yes. Wow, that takes a lot of courage. You know, you made me think about a situation that happened recently. I, I have a team, I work with a lot of people, and one of my team members did something that he felt that way, exactly as you mm-hmm. said, disres- I felt disrespected. I felt angry first, mm-hmm. mad, and then I was looking in, deeper into it. Well, why am I feeling this way? And then disrespect came. I remember even using the word. But then something else came and said, no, it's a sense of justice. Yeah, I know that we all do act, behave from truth that we are taught to, that guides us. We don't really, most of us don't know really why we are doing what we are doing. That's why I go back to spirituality, that life is just very much it's a mystery in, in that sense. And just everything's connected. And, and in the end, I had to kind of go deeper into it to uh, understand that it was a sense of injustice. And it's almost like it's not that I need God in that sense. That God needs me. When if I see somebody being abused, I have to do something. I have to call 911, the police. I have to do something because that's the way that justice would be or love would manifest. 
So I, I felt that way. And then the sense then came after forgiveness and just relaxing into it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> right. Um, hmm. And when you talk about justice, that probably correlates to a core value for you. Yes. Uh, so you're going to be triggered with intense emotion when that value is kind of rubbed up against and someone's not respecting it. And so when you know that, as example, then I set that expectation for my team or I talk about it up front. Oh gosh, these are really important. For me, it's accountability. So I might let students turn in late work and get a, you know, 10% off or something, but it really rubs me wrong because just do what you're supposed to do. And so I say that on day one now when I realize why would I get so upset through a semester when I told them they could turn in late work, they take the penalty and I'm irritated by it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So the emotions connect. Yeah. I I think that's pretty interesting. We talk about values, how intense emotions when someone does something generally will relate back to some core value for us. Yes. So the emotion wheel helps us really dig deeper into what am I really feeling? So we have a, a broader vocabulary and then we can connect that emotion to a physical feeling and they show up in our body differently. So then if I get a certain headache in a certain spot in the back of my neck, I know that's connected to a certain emotion and I'm alert. Okay, what's happening around me now? Um, instead of ignoring those signs. Oh, yes. We don't want to do that. Ignore. So it's fascinating how complex, interesting, fascinating <laughs> it is to be a human. <laughs> right. That's what I hear every time I'm expressing myself in this way, listening to my guests, to you now. It's like, wow, how amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, I love the, the message of feeling our feelings, not ignoring them. Right. Right. And in your book, I really, um, something that caught my attention in a positive, beautiful way is the way you have a limiting belief and then you have the liberating truth. Those two kind of Mm -hmm. the contrast between them, that caught my attention. Uh, Limiting, liberating. Ah. (laughs) Right. That takes me some effort to think about it. Um, When I really first to be honest enough to say, what are my limiting beliefs? When I was going to leave a job that, and I was the major breadwinner, there were a lot of limiting beliefs there. And they're why people don't make change because we're afraid, but we don't even think deep enough sometimes to write down what that limiting belief is. That's where it starts first is to recognize what is limiting us. And then the idea of turning that into a liberating truth like people that say, I'm too old to change careers now or go back and get my college degree or do something different. Um, the, the liberating truth to that is, look how much experience and knowledge you have to now change with intention, uh, reframing, really. The part of writing, that's very powerful because then we can see our own thoughts and our beliefs in front of us. And that makes it um, even more scary in a way, but well, that's what liberates us, isn't it? Like looking at fear almost in the eyes. Uh, and it's still it's interesting also, Tammy, I almost don't want to end the conversation with you ever again. <laughs> we stay here for eternity. Uh, does it ever end? Do you think that there is one moment, um, a point in life where we have no more fears or no limiting beliefs that we are finally free? I don't think so because we're human. I think as self-actualized as we might be, 
we still make choices. We still are shown new opportunities and have to think, should I do that or not? Uh, just the world brings us so much opportunity and challenges. I don't personally believe that. Do you? I think it's possible to find peace in the sense of being free here now, uh, but not from the human experience. No. Yeah. As you said, I think from the, well, my, my, my perspective is spiritual. So I, th- I believe the spirit is free and that's what we are. We are children of God. And I even go, I mean, from the philosophies that I resonate with, we are God, but not the body and mind. That's what a lot of people, they confuse things. They think, oh, yeah, I'm God. No, you're not God. is the body, mind. But it's the essence of God. It's everywhere. It, God's everywhere. It cannot be just... Uh, and if God is real, it can be... It's right here. It has to be here. It has to right. be here. And I do believe we're spiritual beings and, and our spirit can be free. But um, it's so connected <laughs> to our choices to never have fear it seems to me to say that I would be perfect in my journey and that I don't see. Yeah, I agree, Tammy. And even, I mean, it's a logical thing because the body will die. So how perfect is that? <laughs> it can be, we'll get sick. We, I mean, the immune system goes up and down all the time. So how, there's no perfection there. That's impossible. And then the mind too is always changing. The memories, the feelings, the emotions, the, everything's changing all the time. So there's no perfection there. But there is, like I, I like to say, um, yeah, God is here. So that's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> that part. Right. If we can recognize that presence, that's perfection. So let's see. We're almost at the end. I do have those ending questions. Before that, Tammy, would you like to add anything that you left unsaid or read a passage in your book? So what comes to mind for me to say is that just the idea that vulnerability frees other people and leads us to real conversations to connect a thing from the book I would read is about finding your voice in chapter 11. And we've talked some about this, but um, finding my voice and feeling really confident in it was one of the more powerful milestones in my life. I used to spend time and energy trying to emulate mentors or measure up to those I respected. I worried about how motivating I was, if I was enough. I was my biggest critic and I compared myself to those I looked up to until one day when I realized that I was enough. I have my own style, my own voice, my own way of looking at the world. And there are people who respond positively to me and my voice. Your voice represents your authentic self. Own it, recognize how it works for you and trust yourself. Wow, yeah, I love that ending, trust yourself. Yes. Thank you so much, Tammy. Mm, um, yes, thank you. I love your message, your work, your book, everything, your intention. It's just very much in aligned with the spirit, I have to say. Mm. That part mm-hmm. of per- perfection that's all about love and harmony and peace. So thank you for being the manifestation, bringing that flavor <laughs> of mm. the spirit into the body-mind complex and this reality. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. What? Three experiences you wish everyone to have before they die, before they lose the body. Oh, goodness. That's fascinating. So one would be 
that idea of looking at yourself in the mirror and really loving mm, yes. who you are, yeah. owning that. And two would be to recognize the natural skills and talents that you have and being able to use those, apply them in the world uh, because you'll do them better and faster and easier and more seamless than doing those things that we aren't so strong at. So finding that ease instead of doing the things that were that just drain us and take us longer and harder because they're not our unique strengths and talents. And third would be to connect with with love and kindness, as you would say, to with other people. It's really just hear people. Yes, another trillion. <laughs> Those three. Yeah, yeah. gosh, we just don't listen to each other <laughs> yeah. to recognize mm. the truth is gray. Uh, sometimes there's not absolutes rights and absolute wrongs very many times in the world. And that would be the foundation of peace, right? Even peace in this yes. reality. Uh, no more wars, <laughs> right. no more fights. <laughs> right. Because we are listening. Um, yes, that's a wonderful vision and message too. Thank you so much, Tammy. Thank you for having me. So much fun. Yeah, it has been a joy. So before we say goodbye for today, where again, I know you mentioned the website earlier. Where is the best place to find more information about you and your work? So my website is uh, expandwithpurpose.com and the book is available on Amazon, Discover Your Purpose. Wonderful. I'll have those links on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again for your presence and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Dr. Tammy Ogren and her work, please visit expandwithpurpose.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.